Welcome to Housing Developments. I'm Jim Tobin, and joining me this week for our edition of Housing Developments is our guest host, Paul Lopez. Welcome, Paul. Hey, Jim. How are you doing? It's always fun to be I'm on the side of the uh, the microphone. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We've uh, taken your producer hat off. So, uh, hey, look, here we are sitting on uh, you know the latter part of June, uh, National Housing Month. Uh, it, it has been one of the more consequential months. Uh, I, I can remember it a long time, uh, you know. So let's 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 walk our uh, our faithful listeners through what's been a really like I said eventful month for NAHB and housing. You know, starting with the Innovative Housing Showcase, uh, something you and your team spearheaded on behalf of the industry. Uh, we did it a couple of few years ago with with Dr. Ben Carson when he was the head of of HUD. T- tell us about this year's showcase. What a great success it was. Yeah, um, actually, it was really successful. Um, it was actually kind of. <laughs> It was actually kind of two events, really. Um, we had the Innovative Housing Showcase in the mall. Um, we, we got about 18,000 people to walk through um, the various exhibits. We actually built seven homes on the mall that people can kind of see. And everything from the building systems folks putting together a two-story home that was kind of opened up so that people could see the innards and see what kind of innovative products there are there, all the way to the typical kind of tiny home that, you know, on trailers that people are, are now used to seeing. So. Yeah, um, and then from there, um, we reached out to Secretary Fudge and we had a, an all-day roundtable. Um, that was very, very cool. Um, it started off with um, a couple of panels and then the senior officers got to have a kind of a, a, a private one-on-one conversation with her. It, it was supposed to last only 30 minutes. It, it ended up lasting close to an hour. Um, and I think some, you know, some great progress was made there. The, the thing that we were trying to highlight is you know, we are housers and regardless of who the administration is, we are trying to advocate, you know, housing uh, on all levels and we're not trying to be adversaries, you know, and if anything, we're trying to help them out as much as possible and the private sector can in fact be a part of that conversation. So I think that was good. And then we invited a whole bunch of other folks um, to participate in a roundtable, And I think that was very eventful as well. We were able to kind of have an off the record conversation of what we need to do to fix housing. And again, that, that lasted well over an hour. And, and I think we had some very good conversations um, from a variety of different folks that we normally don't speak to. Yeah, no, Paul, again, great, great job with you and your team. But again, I, once again, highlighting that NHB's you know, leading the charge here in Washington, DC with policymakers, both on Capitol Hill and inside Absolutely. the administration on, on how we're gonna get through uh, you know, this, this affordability crisis that's facing the country right now. And we'll get in a little bit uh, bigger detail about the, the larger economic implications of that. But again, uh, that, that was a great week preceding, of course, uh, the, the leadership meeting, the spring yeah. leadership meeting here in Washington, D.C., which, uh, which is coupled with our legislative conference. So, um, you know, a great successful week had, what, seven, over 700 members here in, 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 uh, in D.C.? Well, yeah, I mean, you guys did a fantastic job of that. And, 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 oh, and by the way, in between the legislative meetings and, you know, all the stuff that was going on with the leadership board, we also had some testimony, right, up on the Hill. I mean, right. talk about that right. a little bit. Yeah, no, that, that, that's right. Uh, you know, we, we, were, uh, we, were, we were approached the week before the board meeting, all, ne- never a quiet time in an HB uh, for the, the House Ways and Means Committee were, was doing a hearing on, on women in the workforce in, in a post-COVID environment. 
uh, and they approached us uh, along with uh, several other business entities to be uh, one of the witnesses to talk about uh, women in, in the workforce, women re-entering the workforce, the challenges, uh, whether it was with child care or elder care, uh, you know, coming out of COVID or, or the challenges inside COVID. Uh, and, and they asked Alicia Huey to, uh, to represent uh, not only NHB, but also the business community and the housing community, because you know, our message was not only about getting more women in the workforce, not a, all about accommodating women in their role in society and how they can stay in the workforce and manage their homes and their families, um, but also the importance of housing to recovering from COVID uh, and, and the downturn there and how we are in this housing affordability crisis. And we need to focus on, uh, we need to focus on the home and, and the ability to provide safe, peace and affordable rental and ownership opportunities for women in particular and families. So she did a wonderful job uh, on Capitol Hill really delivering our message one of the biggest kicks I had out of that day was receiving a, a picture from one of a congressional office with members waiting to go see their member of Congress and over their heads, they were watching Alicia testify on C-SPAN. So that's kind of, uh, you know, I, I've never had that happen in, in all the ledge cons that I've done before. So uh, thanks to Alicia for carrying the message forward. And, and more importantly, thanks for over 600 or 700 builders, you know, you know getting up on Capitol Hill, uh, braving the, the heat and the long lines to deliver uh, to de deliver that message uh, to their lawmakers at a really critical time for housing. Yeah, I mean, we, we really nailed it. The, the, these last two weeks have been something of, of a phenomenon. And and again, like you said, kudos to, to Alicia. I mean, she knew she, she hit it out of the ballpark too. You know, the, the, the next few days she was kind of like strutting her stuff and, you know, <laughs> she knew it, she knew it, we all did, but that's okay. And, 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 as, and as you know, uh, and, and as you know, the topic, the topic, of course, is the economy and, uh, and, and, and where housing fits in it. Uh, you know, interest rates are rising. Uh, and that's why I think it's really important for us to bring in uh, our, our, our guest today. Of course, our esteemed friend and colleague, Dr. Robert Eats, our chief economist here at NAHB. Uh, Rob, welcome to Housing Development. It's uh, good to join you here at what feels like a really busy month uh, for housing. Absolutely. Yeah, never mind that it's National Housing Month, right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, a really kind of a consequential month for housing as well. So, so we we alluded to this a little bit earlier that you know at our spring leadership, a lot of it had to revolve around the fact that you're you've been mentioning for a while now that a recession is looming. Um, is it a foregone conclusion that, that that's the case? We are going to be, in fact, in recession? You know, there's there's a lot of debate among forecasting economists uh, right now on sort of the, the probabilities. Our, our view that the NHB forecast is that given how tight the labor market is, how elevated inflation is, and then what the Federal Reserve's intent in terms of combating inflation, that a recession at this point is is all but guaranteed. Now, we're, we're thinking it's going to be a mild recession, something that is a slowing of economic activity in order to bring price growth down to, to fight the inflation that's been built into the system. Uh, we don't think it's going to be anything like 2008, 2009, which was a recession combined with a financial crisis. But you know, if, if you look at the data right now, it's hard to avoid the, the conclusion that we're in a period of economic slowing. Uh, the first quarter, 2022 data was terrible. We had a 1.5% decline for GDP. Second quarter is looking a little bit better, but we're, we're right at the edge right now. But uh, for our forecast, we've got one built in for 2023 due to higher interest rates. 
You know, uh, Rob, it's been uh, been an active couple of weeks since we talked about uh, you know, with, with the Fed, the Fed trying to get their wrap their arms around uh, monetary policy. Uh, you know, we were uh, we were over there. Um, talk a little bit about our interactions with with the Fed and and the role that you and the and the, the builders play in, in in trying to shape uh, you know what we hope will be a, a soft land. Yeah, the Federal Reserve is absolutely trying to orchestrate the, the soft landing of my, my pessimistic view, notwithstanding, but they are acutely aware of the home building industry. You know, we are highly sensitive to changes in interest rates, changes to monetary policy. They, they monitor things like the state of the overall economy and regulatory burdens and, and factors that affect economic growth. So we provide them data. Uh, survey data uh, of how builders are doing, the, the monthly builder sentiment indicator. And then we have periodic meetings at the, the staff level and uh, take our NHB senior officers and other industry leaders to do a briefing with them. Uh, and in fact, Chairman Powell, in his uh, congressional testimony, mentioned that uh, they had had recently a meeting with the builders, and that was in reference to our meeting. Uh, you know, what do we do uh, <laughs> at those briefings? It's it's really to get them up to date on where the home building industry is. Um, now, you know, it's, it's sort of a, a truism in economics that housing is the business cycle. And, and what's meant by that is that given that we're sensitive to changes in interest rates, both on the demand side and the supply side, that uh, when the Federal Reserve tightens monetary policy, which they are doing so now and they're doing so aggressively, its primary impacts show up immediately in the housing market. And we're seeing a softening of housing demand. Builder sentiment has declined now for six straight months. And Powell mentioned that repeatedly during his testimony this week, that uh, they're seeing a slowing in the economy. Now, for what the Fed is trying to do, which is bring down inflation, that's the kind of thing that they want to see evidence of, that there's some of the overheating in things like commodities prices, i.e. lumber, is coming down. Uh, and, and that could be some, some good news in terms of their ability to achieve that soft landing. So Rob, I, I mean, in, in the meeting, you know, they, they talked a lot about supply and demand. Um, they, they made it very clear that, okay, you know, they can't, you know, deal with the supply side. They, they can only deal with the demand side. What's the Fed trying to target here? Well, I mean, what, what's their, their overall goal when it, when it comes to this mission? Yeah, I mean, their, their goal actually is, is really quite simple. They, they are under a legal mandate from Congress. They're a creature of Congress to maintain maximum employment, which basically means keeping the economy healthy, and price stability, which means fighting off inflation. And inflation built into the system, you know, we, we can have a longer uh, separate discussion on the reasons behind that inflation. Some of it is government spending and stimulus and uh, the, the impacts from, from COVID. But their, their intent right now is to bring the inflation rate, which right now on the CPI measure is above 8%, bring it back down to around 2% on the core PCE measure which is a separate measure of inflation that the Fed uses. So in terms of policy targeting, as you mentioned, you know, the, their tools are really crude. They, they can affect the money supply through interest rates and the size of their balance sheet and some other regulatory actions. What they can't do is help us on some of the causes of inflation in the housing sector, which are really rooted on the supply side. Uh, it's, it's, it's inefficient regulatory policy. It's a lack of skilled labor, a lack of lots. Uh, capital access, particularly for private small builders, they can they can give voice to those challenges. And in fact, I think we've seen Chair Powell do that at uh, uh, the congressional committee hearings this week. 
uh, but there's not a lot that they can actually activate. And that's where we need Congress and the executive branch to really step up and help us achieve, you know, a more affordable supply of building materials. And we can go through the full list of action items, but all of those would help us build more single family housing, multifamily housing, get more remodeling projects done. And that in turn, that higher housing supply would help tame uh, inflation. Uh, and that's really how we can complement what the Fed's trying to do on the demand side. Uh, one quick question on, 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 on labor in particular. It, it seems like the Fed's actions in the short term are going to increase unemployment rates. That, that can't be good. Right. On the demand side, that's absolutely not good. And that's, that's why you know, our members get concerned when we start talking about recessions. Uh, the expectation is even if we achieve a soft landing, so that's the Federal Reserve bringing inflation down, but we don't fall into an official recession, there's still going to be some uptick in unemployment because of higher interest rates. And that, that's what, a, what economists call a growth recession. If you're more in, in my line in terms of our forecast that we're going to have a hard landing, which is a mild recession, unemployment goes up as well. And, and that is going to reduce demand for apartments and entry-level homes and the like. But it is an economic necessary type process to bring inflation rates down. So Rob, and, and we're going to put some of your slides in the um, the show notes so people can download. But I, I guess my question is, first of all, how, how far will rates go up and what can our members do to kind of insulate themselves from that impact? Because I think, I mean, it's obviously going to play a big psychological role with home buyers, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think in terms of where the Fed is intending to go with the Fed funds rate, which is the short-term target rate that they control, the overnight lending rate, uh, it, right now it's at 1.75%. Just a few weeks ago, it was at 1%. So it is moving up quickly. That that 75 basis point increase was the, the, the largest rate increase they had done in a single meeting in more than three decades. And we think they're likely to push that rate up to 3.5% to 4%, their, their official target on their economic projections of 3.8. All right, what does that mean then for the housing market? Well, a lot of the expected impacts of higher short-term rates are already baked into the cake in terms of long-term interest rates. Uh, so at the start of the year, the 30-year fixed rate mortgage was at 3.1%. Recently, according to Freddie Mac's weekly survey, it got up to around 5.8. And in our forecast, we do have it going up above six. Now the debate sort of gets more contentious of who do we see a 7% rate? I even had builders come up to me this week and say, you know, I'm, I'm thinking an 8% average 30 year fixed rate. I think maybe the, the economy would fall into a recession uh, before that happens. But something between six and seven is likely to be kind of the peak rate of this tightening cycle. And then at least according to our forecast, the economy would soften, weaken, fall into a recession. And when we fall into a recession, rates then come back down. Now, your, your, your question in terms of what our members can do to insulate themselves is, is a good one. I think most builders have been through a cycle or three in terms of thinking about uh, downturns. You need to think about the kind of market that you, you're participating in, that you play in. Um, if, if you're in a high cost, highly regulated market and your business strategies to build entry-level homes, in other words, those first-time buyers who are most sensitive to changes in interest rates, that's a tough place to be. And you're going to want to be as cautious as you can. Don't overbid on land. Uh, make sure you're building right to the demand that you can see in front of you. 
If you're in a high population growth market that's a little bit lower cost, lower regulatory costs, uh, you know, like markets in the South, uh, you know, a, a downturn, higher interest rates is likely to affect you less. And in fact, if your buyers tend to be move up buyers who are putting down large down payments, they're spending out of wealth rather than having to buy a home with a, a, a large mortgage, they're going to be even less sensitive to changes in interest rates. So you're going to be in a more more favorable position. So it really depends on the kind of homes you're you're building, the type of buyer that you're facing, and then the the local economic conditions as the economy softens. But uh, you know, I, I think what we need to do at NHB in terms of thinking about helping the members is again finding those policies that will help on the supply side, reducing the costs of developing land and building homes so that as the, the cost of buying a home with a mortgage goes up on the demand side, we can offset it somewhat on the supply side. Right. Yeah, that makes sense, Rob. Well, uh, thanks for, uh, for, for joining us today. Obviously, uh, you know, the work you've been doing uh, not only you know, in, in the media, uh, you know, warning of this uh, over the last several months, uh, of course, the work that, that Paul has done to, uh, to, to give those opportunities. Uh, we, are, we are in the thick of it now. And, and of course, you're continuing to advocate on behalf of members uh, with the, 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 the very people who are making these decisions uh, serve the members well. And you know, we'll continue to be a, a canary in the coal mine, so to speak, but more importantly, to, to try to help our members uh, Get, get through the next uh, whatever whatever it is hard landing soft landing, uh, but to prepare for their businesses to uh, to accelerate once we get past the soft spot. Absolutely, and uh, we got a lot of work ahead of us. So uh, yeah, I wish I had better news, but uh, uh, housing is in the news right now, and so we're we're engaged. Thanks, guys. Thanks, no, Rob. appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. All right. So once again, great conversation with Rob as always. Um, for those listening, just a reminder that um, his slide deck is available on um, nhb.org um, under podcasts, so you can check those out if you'd like. But I definitely think that it's worth it for you all to, to, to do so, because I think it's, um, you know, he has some great information as always there. Um, Jim, thank you so much for having me. It's always fun to, uh, to, to play host. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, th thanks for being with us. Uh, next time we'll have, uh, we'll have the normal crew with, uh, headed by our our CEO, Jerry Howard, with us. But, uh, but until next time, Paul, thanks for joining us. Uh, this is Housing Developments. I'm Jim Tobin. And I'm Paul Lopez. Talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.